the podcast about saying no and setting boundaries to become the authentic and empowered you that this world needs. I'm Sarah Saunders. And I'm Heather Drago. For those of you returning, thanks for sticking with us. We appreciate you and we're glad you're finding our content helpful. For those who are new, welcome. We're so glad you found us and are listening in. Make sure to go back and listen to our pilot episode to learn how this all started and why we're here. A quick reminder, while I am a licensed professional clinical counselor, this podcast is in no way a replacement for one-on-one therapy with a mental health professional. If you are struggling with mental health issues, we welcome you on this journey, but also invite you to seek out professional help. Go to this episode's page on our website and click the link to find a therapist near you. With that said... Let's get started. So, Sarah, you and Justin are so adorable. We had so much fun on our last episode. And um, he was just so charming and fun and funny. And, um, you know, thank you for opening up to us and letting us all to have a little peek into your relationship and, and kind of learn from your example about communication and all that. It was really fun and helpful. And I know a lot of people enjoyed it. I know I did. Um, And one of the things, the big takeaways um, was the way you check in with each other. And I joke, you guys run your marriage like a small business and have these, you know, financial planning meetings and all that stuff. But I, you know, I say that with admiration because, you know, when I was your age, um, we just were so exhausted just, you know, starting our family. We just weren't that together. And it was all very kind of seat of our pants and sometimes not very pretty. So, (laughs) so, so that was really fun and, and also very enlightening. And, um, so I guess for this minisode, we're going to talk about how you guys check in with each other. Absolutely. So, you know, thank you to all of you listeners out there that took the time. I know it was a lengthy episode, but it's definitely one I would encourage you guys to go back and listen to if you haven't already. Um, But it was fun. So Heather, as we're co-hosting this together, it was just really nice for me to allow you to see a little glimpse into the life of, you know, Justin and I, and, and you hit it on the head, um, you know, in regards to we, we kind of do plan a lot because of having three young boys being very career driven. Um, We need systems and plans in place in order for things, you know, to run as smooth as possible. Um, There's definitely hiccups. But what I did want to take some time today, like Heather had mentioned, is I got a lot of really great feedback from listeners, and they wanted to know more about how specifically to go about these check-ins. And so I'm going to break down, I'm going to talk about like questions for monthly check-ins, weekly check-ins, and then daily check-ins. And I want, you know, everyone to know that this is, these are, these are guidelines, but it's not like a scripted manual or, um, you know, specific equation, how to go about this. I truly believe in the work that I do with couples specifically is that you guys are the experts. You know your relationship, your family dynamics better than anyone. And so I just hope that these um, these tips are helpful for you, but in no way is this exactly how you have to right. go about it. It's, it's that thing you always say of one size does not fit all. 
Exactly. So as far as monthly check-ins, I have four main points that I'm going to go over. So the first thing to do is once a month, just get out your calendar. I personally, we still use like a paper calendar. We look at the entire week and then we do have obviously like um, our phones, we use the Google calendar, mm-hmm. but look at the calendar and highlight any of the out of the ordinary things that month that are coming up. So is there a birthday, um, holidays? Are there doctor's appointments, car maintenance that needs to be done? Like, what does that month look like? Um, and I know this looks different pre and post pandemic. Um, but having looking at your schedule and just being able to use it as a map to kind of see what that month looks Mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. The next thing that I really encourage couples to do is to schedule a date night. Be creative. I understand during the pandemic, it's difficult, but really be intentional about planning time because time will... Yeah. You blink and it's, oh, you know, three months have gone by. Exactly. And so yeah. if you do not plan that, um, it won't happen. So being mm-hmm. intentional, planning a date night, if I had it my way, I would encourage couples to plan weekly date nights, whether it is, you know, just um, watching a show together on the couch or mm-hmm. getting childcare and, you know, going and doing something, but at least once a month, I think is really healthy. Um then discussing self-care for each person. So asking your spouse what what is one thing or you know a couple of things that they would want to do that month for themselves. And so maybe it's you know getting a massage or nails or time with a friend or going for like a solo run by themselves. Like just making sure it alleviates. There's studies that show that if you can plan in, in advance, it's almost like a vacation. Mm-hmm. You look forward to that. You know that this month you at least have that to look forward to. That's so make, interesting. Mm-hmm. So make sure that you do that. And then money check-ins are huge. So that financial planning every month really talk about, are there any big financial expenses coming up? Because research shows that finances trump all stressors. And Mm -hmm. so you have to be proactive and talk about it um, and kind of setting up those expectations. And we can't plan for everything, but if we do know ahead of time, it allows us to be more intentional and then we don't fight about it. So going back to that first piece with the calendar, if there is like a birthday coming up, right? And you have a birthday present you need to get or you're having a gathering, like those are expenses that will add up. So just being mindful of those. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, we're doing this, you know, we're, you know, with this pandemic and the business taking hits and, you know, we've been in our home for 17 years. And so suddenly like everything's breaking. Right. <laughs> and so we're having to sit down and go, okay, well, okay. The, the fence has to be replaced. The dishwasher broke. The floor needs to be replaced. Like what, how do we do all this? Yeah. We're having to do more and more of these kinds of things. Sure. Um, you know, when is the lease up on the car and how are we going to deal with that? Like, yeah, we definitely, 
when we were younger, I very much avoided talking about money and it was definitely a stressor. And as we've gotten older, I've gotten a little wiser about that kind of thing and a little less afraid to talk about it. I think there's a lot of fear around money Mm -hmm. and a lot of people um, grow up in situations where they're not taught to think about money or not like or even talk about money. Like I wasn't really allowed to talk about money as a child because we were poor and it was it was there was a lot of shame around it. So I feel like. Um, in our early marriage. And um, it was a, it was a big stressor because I couldn't deal with it. Mm-hmm. And as I've gotten older and started to run a business and I've had to think about money, like it's gotten, it's a skill I had to build and Absolutely. my husband's had to help me along and teach me things. And, yeah. and that's, that's why we partner with people to help strengthen right. ourselves, right. And give each other our gifts Absolutely. There are a lot of people that it's a very avoidant topic, but we know that the more that we avoid, we're not communicating openly. And that's Mm -hmm. when it's almost like those feelings start to bubble. And then it's this like volcanic eruption. Mm -hmm. And so I could go on, maybe we can do another mini-sode in regards to the, you know, financial piece, but we have to just start talking about it and normalizing it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm Yeah. So just to review real quick. So the monthly check-in questions, look at the calendar for the entire month, make sure you're scheduling a date night, self-care for each person, and then the financial money check-in. Yep. So then for weekly, get that calendar out again and look up upcoming events for that upcoming week to align those expectations. And so you... Talk about like, were there any things that you thought in that monthly, you were like, I thought that this was going to happen, but something changed because Mm -hmm. life changes. Mm -hmm. So just align the expectations for just that upcoming week. Then the second thing is what will make things run smoothly this week? So set those expectations. That's one of Justin's big things. So we have like three specific pieces that we do in our day in our daily lives but then also i teach clients to do this discuss meals it's mm. so important to make mm-hmm. sure like who's taking care of what um child care and this one is a little bit surprising to some people but I am shocked at how well it actually works on the weekends, depending on, and I'm, I guess I'm generalizing just people that work like Monday through Friday. But Mm -hmm. if you have the weekends off, really talking about who sleeps in which day. Mm -hmm. So like on Saturday morning, you know, Justin might say, you know what, I'm going to get up with the kids in the morning, you sleep in, and I'll be like, okay, on Sunday, I'll get up with the kids, you sleep in. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. if you're talking about that, it really helps. Mm -hmm. The big thing about this specific question is decision fatigue is a real thing. Oh, yeah. And especially with young children. Absolutely. And so as humans, like, it is crazy the amount of decisions we're having to make. So this, you know, talking about what will make things run smoothly this week and setting those expectations and having systems in place allows you to be able to, you're not having to make so many decisions because you've already decided and you're proactive about it. So the third thing is how did you feel loved or appreciated last week? Or if 
some people are like, you know, that's a little touchy feely. How did you feel after appreciated? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what went well? Yeah. What went well in the previous week? And really talking and verbalizing, I felt loved when fill in the blank. I felt appreciated when fill in the blank, or I noticed like this went really well. Because what research shows is that the more that we can actually verbalize and put language to something, it it kind of highlights that piece in the brain that lets your significant other know, oh, they liked this. This did work. And so rather than nagging about all of the things that didn't go well, if -hmm. you can talk about what you liked that they did, um, it's, it's really helpful to create those positive habits. I love that. I love, I'm already like thinking what happened last week. What could I, I think, you know, we're always training each other of how to, how to treat us. And so mm-hmm. that's definitely positive feedback loop, right? That's Absolutely. And it yeah. also, it, it's training our brain to look for those things. Oh, and, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so then it's kind of like, you know, you, you kind of put that in your pocket for later type of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, I really liked that, you know, Justin, um, you know, brought me my water first thing in the morning. I might right. be thinking like, wow, that was really helpful. But, and this is like true story. He does every morning. I drink 32 ounces of water. It's just what I do. And he will, he'll, I said to him, um, we had one of these meetings and I was like, I really love when you bring me water in the morning, it allows me to just like sit in bed, wake myself up, you better believe he almost every morning will bring my water in <laughs> uh, um, bed. Yeah, that's and, great. But but if we don't verbalize, they're not mind readers. So mm-hmm. letting them know what we want from them. So the fourth thing is anything you've been holding on to that you need to talk about. So again, some people, and, and this is, you know, normal we have a tendency to stuff our emotions Mm -hmm. and we then it kind of, again, those bubbles, it builds up. And so this is an opportunity, just temperatures are low because you're in this meeting and it's just like, you can kind of save those things too, to discuss during these Mm check-ins rather than like having this lengthy conversation at nine o'clock at night when both people are tired. So like, was there anything that kind of didn't sit well with you that you, it's still like on your Mm -hmm. mind that you want to talk about? Mm -hmm. I like that you're not reacting in the moment, give yourself some time to process it, but you're Mm -hmm. also not waiting a full month to let it fester. Yeah, absolutely. And this is going back to kind of the parking lot. Like you can park something and be like, okay, I'm going to park that in that parking spot. I know that on Sundays or, you know, we do our meetings on Sundays, but whatever Mm -hmm. day you choose to do, you can kind of unpark that. Right. Um, And then the fifth one is how can I support you in the upcoming week? What would lighten your load? So an example of this is um, I do some virtual speaking engagements and they're oftentimes later in the evening. Mm -hmm. So I'll just tell Justin, I'll be like, you know, on Tuesday, I'm, you know, seeing clients back to back. And then I am doing that speaking engagement. 
it would be really helpful if when I get home, um, my eyes, I suffer from migraines. And so like, mm-hmm. if you could just have the lights low when I get home and just know, I'm probably not going to want to talk a ton and I'm going to want to go to bed extra early. Um, yeah. And he's just like, great, that makes sense. Rather than me coming home and being like, you know, him expecting me to help out and do all of this stuff. Like he knows it's Tuesday, you know, this, this is why she's going to be worn out. I I can't, you know, jump on her to help with stuff. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So just to kind of recap, these were the weekly check-ins. So look at upcoming events, get that calendar back out specifically for that week. If any changes have happened The second thing is what will make things run smoothly this week. So set Mm -hmm. those expectations. I encourage to discuss about like meal planning, childcare, um, you know, who sleeps in what day on the weekend. How did you feel loved or appreciated last week or what went well last week? Um, Anything you've been holding on to that you need to talk about? And then how can I support you in the upcoming week? What are things that would lighten your load? Okay. So now daily check-ins. Daily. I know you guys, it it feels like a lot, but I promise that the more you do it, it just comes natural. When you learn a habit and it just becomes part of your daily flow, like it doesn't take long to do a daily check-in. Exactly. So um, daily check-ins, any changes in the schedule today? Life is like popcorn. Things are popping up constantly. So just daily, you check it in the morning, anything in the schedule that changed. Um, How can I support you today? Reminder time. As Justin was very humble and honest, he needs a lot of reminders. (laughs) And so this daily reminder, um, for example, he might say, oh, gosh, like, It's Thursday. Please don't text or call me unless it's an emergency around three o'clock because I have this big meeting. My brain like makes a note of it or I write Mm -hmm. it down. Okay, Mm -hmm. don't, you know, talk to him during this time. Um, Going back to what I had shared earlier, like I'm going to be on brain pop after, you know, seeing clients and then doing the speaking engagement. Um, I'm going to need to come home and just not talk a lot and go to bed, like just Mm -hmm. remind him of that. And then this is a big one that I encourage you all to really, if you take nothing else out of this, start here. Tell your partner one thing you love or admire about them. That's nice. I like that. It, It really is because no matter what has happened that day, It's so nice to check in with that person and you can do this in the morning. You can do it at at night. Um, But just letting them know what, what you love about them, because who doesn't want to hear, you know, those positive things. Yeah. And I believe you, you know, I'm a big believer in whatever you call it, whether it's karma or the golden rule or, you know, the force, whatever. I believe you get out of the universe what you put into it. And I, and I think that's true of relationships. Yeah. And, and it's teaching each other how to treat each other because the yeah. more that you can do that, um, 
it then allows for that cycle to continue because you tell them one thing and then they'll tell you and then your brain's going to search for those things and you're mm-hmm. going to start to recognize more of those positive things that you're grateful for about them mm-hmm. when it's really hard you're in a hard season and it's easier to pick all of the things that aren't going well right this helps to train your brain with that so those daily check-ins any changes in the schedule How can I support you today? That reminder time and then telling your partner one thing that you love and admire about them. What I will say too, is that if you have like school-aged or older kids, depending on that age-appropriate level, I would really encourage you to also bring them into this Um, Or at least use the language about, you know, family meeting time or family planning time so that their brains start to understand that it's important to do this. And so even with our little kids, like we will say, okay, mommy and daddy are going to have our meeting time and they, they know. And oftentimes like we will give them, we'll put on a show for them or Mm -hmm. give them their tablets. Um, And then our um, three-year-old Beckham, who he's, I could go on and on about him, but he is, he's very advanced and he um, I'll say, all right, bud, we're going to have, you know, mommy Beckham planning time. You know, what is something that you want from the grocery store? What is something Mm -hmm. that you want to do this week? Is there an activity that you want to do any special book that you want to read? And we're very big on, you know, as a family, and what we're grateful for, what do we love about each other. And this is just a time to also start to develop by modeling those skills, include your kids in that. Um, yeah, I was going to say that, um, you know, my, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I have two adult children. So I have a uh, 23-year-old and a 19-year-old. I had to think about their ages for a second. And... Um, especially once everybody was home because of the pandemic, we started to do Sunday weekly meetings where we, and, and I'm, as I'm listening to this list, I was kind of thinking like, how could I apply this, Mm -hmm. these things? And I'm, I'm noticing there's a lot of positivity in this and a lot of pro proactivity. Um, and I'm realizing I should maybe shift or, or encourage us all shifting our language a little bit in these meetings because we've been focusing thing on like what didn't go well the week before Got as it. opposed to what went well. Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, we've been focusing things on like chore rotas and, yeah. you know, meal plans and grocery lists and things mm-hmm. like that. And that's all doable. That's fine. Right. But but like I, I do appreciate in these different you know, monthly, weekly, daily check-in list that there's a lot of positivity. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to rethink all that. Well, but I love what you're saying because not all things are fun to do, but they're necessary. Mm -hmm. And so that's where coming from a strength-based approach, kind of writing out all of the things that are on that to-do list Mm -hmm. and then kind of delegating and saying, okay, this has to be done. Who 
who wants to do this one? You know, you might be surprised. That's that's pretty much what we do. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. So just delegating. But what is really cool, or at least I think is really cool is, you know, research does show that these family meetings and these check-ins, they allow for the individuals doing life together to feel this sense of belonging. Mm -hmm. And you're developing collaborative and proactive problem solving skills. And I don't think people people understand or are aware that you're actually exercising executive functioning skills as well. And so the organizing and the planning and the, the prioritizing, the perspective taking, understanding each other's perspectives and their strengths. And then like you had brought up, um, Heather, just the regulation of our emotions, being mm-hmm. able to put things aside and then come back and talk about Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Um, But like I said in the beginning, you know, each of you are the expert of you and your family and one size doesn't fit all, but this is just a way for you to start getting, um, getting things turning and figuring out how to customize these check-ins for your family. Yeah, and we'll put these this the monthly, weekly, daily check-in lists on our uh, webpage for this episode. So be sure to go to our website and and take a look at that. Um, and as Sarah said, it's just really a uh, a jumping off point or a starting point for you to figure out what works for your family. So thanks, Sarah. That was really helpful. I'm already the gears are turning of uh, how to um, organize our our weekly check-in tomorrow with my family. I am so glad and I can't wait to hear how all of you are implementing these different check-ins. Bye guys. Bye. Welcome to the Bravery Academy. My name is Emma Ferris and I'm your host. This podcast is crafted to share the stories of courageous individuals who've overcome adversity and found the courage to live their best lives. We'll explore the science of well-being, courage and connection and interview top thought leaders, game changers and survivors. It is from these stories that we learn what resilience is, how to heal, how to recover and how to be brave.